And welcome to the State Champs Power Play Podcast. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. Sean, how are you today? Outstanding, buddy. You know what? We had a, a fantastic weekend for high school hockey, and we have another darn good weekend coming up as well. So it's all good, I guess, in our world right now. Before we talk about the MIHL showcase, we just got word on Monday that the first game of the Division One playoffs is going to be Detroit Catholic Central and Norfolk. Your thoughts? You just shake your head. You know, it, it's. I mean, you're talking about. Um, I maintain. I think Catholic Central is the best team in, in the state, and I think what they've done so far has shown it. But Northville is a team that can play and compete with anybody. Uh, they're definitely a top 20 team, uh, regardless of division. They're definitely a top 10 team in Division One. I, I think it's a crying shame. I, I, I do. I just I don't think it's good for the game. I, you know, to me, you you want to do your best to. Um, promote your best teams and I think when some of your best teams are knocking each other off early in the playoffs and John I hate to sound like a broken record but in the interest of being fair whether it be in the UP whether it be on the west side whether it be on the east side uh, whether it be D1 D2 or D3 it doesn't matter I think there's a problem when some of your best teams are knocking each other off early in the playoff let alone the first game of the playoffs so if if you follow this to its logical conclusion, you're talking about Stevenson and Plymouth, who, in my estimation, John, are two top five teams, yep. regardless of division, and and now CC and Northville. You're talking about four teams in anybody's top twenty that are going to be playing each other to start the playoffs. There's a problem with that. I again, I challenge anybody out there, regardless of your affiliation, uh, regardless of being a coach, a player, an administrator. I challenge anybody out there to say there's not a problem with that. We all want what's best for the game, and I don't think that's best for the game. That's the way it goes, and, you know, I know Clint Robert, he's a gamer. Uh, you know, he's done such a good job there on, on his watch. He's going to have uh, the Mustangs ready, but I, I just think it, there's a problem when you're when you're working like that under, under those conditions. And it's going to be the 10-year anniversary of the Norfolk CC game. In 2008, when Norfolk beat CC five to four in overtime. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, ten years flies. It's just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Ten years flies by. But hey, you know what? It, it, it's this is the way that it goes, and uh, these are the breaks, and the coaches have to deal with it. They know it. Um, but, but hopefully, we can do something about it in the near, in the near future. I, I really hope we can. The MIHL showcase was this past weekend at Trenton. Great games, great talent all over the ice, Sean. What was your overview of the showcase? Yeah, you know, there were so many things that, that jumped out. I, I think, number one, Hancock jumped out again. I, mm. I think Hancock, on one hand, they went 0-2. No. On the other hand, they lost by a goal to Plymouth and Brighton. So if that doesn't tell you what I think a lot of us already knew, that Hancock is one of the top teams out there. And, and in my opinion, this is my opinion, the team to beat in Division III, um, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I was very, very happy with the fact that Catholic Central gave Culver everything they could handle. And then Livonia Stevenson followed it up just the same. I mean, I thought that was pretty stinking cool because I think everybody knows what Culver's all about. They might be the best high school team out there, in, in all honesty. Yeah. So I think for Catholic Central to play them the way they did and then for 
Dave Mitchell and the Spartans and play them the way they did. Uh, that was awesome. I thought Granville made a great showing mm-hmm. because you know as well as I do, there are people, there are snobs in every part of the state. You know, there are people on the west side, the in the UP, in the east that think their hockey's the best. Um, Joe Brazil, Brazil doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Granville doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. But Granville going out there and and playing like they did against Stevenson and then getting a win after that, uh, that that is awesome. Uh, the Granville Bulldogs are totally legitimate, and Joe Brazil has done a tremendous job out there. I mean, so so many good stories. Uh, Utica Eisenhower. Great story. Outstanding story. You know, we, and, we had them on state champs this past weekend, and they beat Livonia Churchill. So we one. We had those highlights. You can see it on our YouTube page. And eight to seven over Saginaw Heritage. Heritage is a legitimate team. I mean, that's a good battle between two good Division One teams. You know, we mentioned it before. I think JJ Bamberger's done a tremendous job up there. Bob Hall, it really, in my opinion, has flown under the radar for a long time. Mm-hmm. Unica Heisenhower has 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 quietly become a really good Division One power. And let's not forget. I mean, they have a dynamic player in Matt Haste as well, who has. The opportunity, if people already don't know his name and don't know Ike, they've got the opportunity in the in the upcoming weeks to, to really make a name, not only Haste for himself, but but certainly uh, Ike for themselves. But I, I've been a fan of Bob Hall from afar for a while, and uh, he, he's continuing to do the job. One of the things I saw, uh, Flint Powers, they lost twice down there in the showcase. Any concerns or is it just... Well, you know, I mean, listen, the the elephant in the room, we hear it all the time as well. Who have you played? Who have you played? I think a lot of times what happens is you have to look at this and, and you have to say, well, who did they lose to? No. They lost to two pretty darn good teams. Yeah, Calumet and Norfolk. Calumet's right there, in my opinion. I'm, I'm going to give the edge right now uh, to Hancock by, by this much, but I think you have to include the Copper Kings in that mix. Yeah. Hey, what about Corey Markham and, yep. and Houghton? They yeah. they went and got two big wins, but uh, Flint Powers, Flint Powers is right there in that mix. Uh, Travis Perry has done a a tremendous job there, and I I, I wouldn't count out Powers. No way, no how. And Trenton, they lost to Heartland in the rematch of the 2014 state final. And the next day, they beat Plymouth in a shootout. You know, it's 2-1, but, you know, they don't do the overtimes at the showcase. But good comeback win after losing to Heartland the night before. Yeah, you and I haven't talked about this before um, the show started, so uh, we're, we're just going to do this live, I suppose. I'm interested to hear your reaction. I didn't see the game. Hmm. People that saw the game said it was one of the best high school hockey games of the year. I mean, multiple people the, said the, that the to the me. Trenton the Trenton-Plymouth game? Yeah, the Trenton-Plymouth okay. game. You know, really the finale uh, of the showcase. So, um, I, you know, that, that doesn't surprise me. We've talked about it before. Trenton is back no. now. Now, please right. take that in the context. It's not like they went anywhere, but Trenton is, is darn good. And Plymouth, the argument can be made that they're the best team, the team to beat, perhaps in Division Two right now. I know Lavonia Stevenson would have something to say about that. I know Hartland would have something to say about that. But that's a tremendous way to end a great tournament. It was funny, John. Like I said, my phone was blowing up. Oh yeah, Saturday my phone night. too. It was like, where are you? Oh, like, dude, <laughs> this game is unbelievable. So many people said that. So. Uh, unfortunately, my day job called that day. Yeah. And Brighton with a cl- uh, clean sweep as well. It seems like <laughs> around this time, no one talks about Brighton. Isn't it amazing? They just, year after year, they play that schedule. They play the out-of-conference slate. They play in the in the always-tough KLAA, 
and, and it's like people just kind of forget. And, and you know what's interesting about it to me is all the close losses that they have, you know, throughout the course of the season. Because really, that's the story of Brighton. How often do you see Brighton get, you know, thoroughly beaten by anybody? I mean, all the close losses that they have during the course of a season, it just makes them that much better in tournament time. In my humble opinion, John, I, I think what you're looking at in in Division One right now is Catholic Central, I, I hate to say it, I, I think they're they're unquestionably the team to be head and shoulders above anybody else. But, you know, you've got, we mentioned Ike, you've got Ike out there, you've got Granville out there, you've got Cranbrook. I think we yep. saw over the weekend yep. what Cranbrook can do. And obviously you have Brighton and OLSM. I, I think this Orchard Lake team, if there was a year that they were going to quote-unquote get over the hump and get back uh, to USA, uh, it, it might be a year like this. We are now going to the public high school showcase that is this weekend in Chelsea. Go out there. It's yeah. not it's not that far away, really. Yeah. If you live in the metro Detroit area, it's not that far away. We'll excuse you if you're from the UP or something like that. But really, it, it's not that far away. And, you know, I went out there last year. And, and and spent really all Friday out there. It was great. Uh, ran into some old friends out there. Saw a dandy of a game last year with a really good Forest Hill Central team uh, playing Northville. Uh, that was a good one. And, and this year again, John, there are games, and you've already got the highlighter out. That's yep. John Kidd. Yep. He's two steps ahead of everybody. We're playing Jesse. I'm, like, I'm two like moves the Digger ahead. Phelps when yes. I'm ESPN with the yes. highlighter. <laughs> But you've already highlighted some games, and I, I agree with you. I mean, there are some darn good games out here that, that are, are worth a look. And, you know, here's the, the beautiful thing, John, and I forgot to mention this about the MHL Showcase. You know what? The scouts are coming out left and yeah. right. Mm -hmm. And and that, to the kids out there, I hate to go Don Cherry, but, yo, kids out there, listen. But you know what? If you're a kid out there, the scouts are coming. They're noticing you. <laughs> High school hockey is a good place to play right now. we got some good matchups on Thursday. Um I'm going to be at the Davis and Plymouth game mm -hmm. on Thursday. The highlights are going to be on state champs. You know me. i got to get that plug in Atta Sunday boy. at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Plymouth has a player of the year candidate in check, Chumley. Yep. And Davison, you have them in their top 25 rankings. What do you see in this matchup? Well, you know what? It's This is a golden opportunity, in, in my opinion, for Davison to show people that they're legitimate. Because, again, when you have somebody kind of burst on the scene, I think a lot of people are apt to say, usually from the usual suspects, yeah, okay, whatever. But I think this is a golden opportunity for Davison to say, hey, you know what? We can play with anybody. So I, I'm intrigued at that one. Uh, Selena Northville is another one. One. Uh, I don't think people maybe outside of the circle that we live in um, are are maybe not aware with Coach Foz, but uh, Paul Vassbender's done a fantastic job at, at, at various spots, and he's doing a fantastic job with Celine. And um, I, I'm really intrigued because you're talking about two top 20 type teams, mm -hmm. and I don't want to forget about Celine in that mix in Division Two. Anyway, I mean, well, I, they're I, gonna I be think playing Trenton in the regional. Yeah, I mean, that's boy that region of doom. I'm, I'm telling you, but they're a team that definitely deserves to be mentioned. So I, I'm intrigued at that one and another one. Ryan Ossenmacher has done a tremendous job out in Salem with a young team this year, and this is a team that that happens to get to to be getting better as the season progresses, and that's a big matchup against Ike and Matt Haste again I mean I think he's at 33 goals right now I mean, he's just tearing it up yeah. so that's going to be a fantastic game a game I guess the finale if you will on Thursday night and Chelsea the host school they got two good games 
Yeah, I'm, I the Marquette game I, I'm intrigued at because I, I think the Redmen are in a position right now that they could make a run uh, coming from the UP in, in D2. Yeah. And, and I'm really intrigued at Chelsea and West Ottawa as well because West Ottawa is a team that we had ranked, and they're doing some nice things on the west side. Listen, Don Wright put so much into that. I think people know uh, Don Wright has, has done a good job at Chelsea for a while. But as you can attest to, John, I mean, the work that they put in – to that and and the work that Don Wright puts into putting this uh, Michigan Public High School Hockey Showcase together, uh, it, it deserves mentioning. And so, not only that, he's got double duty. He's he's got to be coaching out there as well. You're watching and listening to the State Champs Power Play Podcast presented by National Coney Island. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. Sean, we're going to talk about the High School Hockey Player of the Year that is also presented by National Coney Island. I want to talk to you today about the criteria what it takes to win the High School Hockey Player of the Year. Well, John, I'm glad you brought it up, and it's something that we're actually talking about on the State Champ Show proper this week. Um, we use a bunch of different criteria. Obviously, we need your help out there. Go to statechampsnetwork.com. Make sure you vote. So you pick one of the four finalists. The person who wins the online vote automatically goes into our final four. The other three are selected by a committee, John Kidd, yours truly, and a few of the coaches uh, out there as well. We, we generally like to come to a consensus. Now, what we look at is obviously your performance throughout the season, your team's performance throughout the season, level of competition. How often do we talk about it? Sometimes you don't look at a team's record, but you look at who they played a lot of times that can tell you if they're going to be dangerous come uh, playoff time. Your big game performance. How did you do when the lights were shining at their brightest? And obviously, John, your team success. Put it this way. The further your team goes in the playoffs, in my humble opinion, John, I think the better your chances of winning player of the year are. So we put all those criteria together once our final four is established. And that's uh, when we all start talking about, well, I mean, basically the email goes like this. Who do you got? No. Really? I mean, I'm yep. not joking. <laughs> Who do you got? And uh, we generally come to a consensus. There's, It's not always unanimous. I mean, sometimes, John, I could talk to 10 different coaches and eight of them yep. say this guy and two say another guy. But uh, for the most part, uh, it seems to work for us. We've talked in the last few podcasts about the seeding and the playoff, uh, opening of the playoffs with Stevenson, Plymouth, now CC Norfolk. This could factor into the high school hockey player of the year if one of those players is knocked out first game. No question about it. I, I mean, you know, you you take a look. I mean, there are two guys on the list just from the Stevenson Plymouth game alone, yeah. and and it again and two on the CC Norfolk team too. You got it, and and I think. John, that that's part of what frustrates me. I mean, I've shared my frustration about it. it it's 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 not a, an ideal situation for fans. It's not an ideal situation uh, for the the players, the teams. It's not an ideal situation for um, the MHSAA. I, I don't know how it can be, but uh, that's the way that it goes. And and of course, we do have to put more weight into how far a player went. We have to. I mean, that that's just doing the process right. John, it was a pleasure again today. No doubt about it, John. Always look forward to doing uh, this. And uh, I hear there's a rumor out there we're going to have a special guest with us next week. We'll wait and see about that. Yeah, special guest and maybe some breaking news. Maybe, mm. maybe. Um, we got to keep you guys on your toes. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And before we go, I want to send a special shout-out to the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. They post our podcast on the Hockey Hub. And I like to say thank you for that. You know, we like to get the word out. So, 
Those guys are so great, John. I'm so glad that you brought that up because uh, you know what? What we do could never be made possible without those guys. Boy, you send an email message, you send a text, they answer everyone. They tell you what's going on with their team, what's going on with other teams, according to them. Uh, These guys are outstanding human beings. And you were watching the State Champs Power Play Podcast presented by National Coney Island. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. You guys have a good afternoon, and we'll see you on the rink.